1: Can the Earth be flat and hollow? No, the fuck it can't. But today, we'll learn about the hollow Earth theory. We'll explore the origins of hollow Earth belief and follow those theories through numerous cultures, religions, and sciences spanning the course of several centuries. Finally, we'll look at possible Nazi connections, because as our potato friend always says, it always ties back to the Nazis. I'm Mike. I'm Ian. And
2: I'm Dave. If you thought the Flat Earth Theory was wild, stick around and let us take you on a journey to the center of the Earth. This is Necronomopod.
1: Dave, you broke your golden rule, and you did a movie theater recently. I heard through the grapevine. I did go to a movie this week.
0: How long has it been since you've been to the movie theater
1: before then? Probably five years. Mm, I was gonna guess since you told us a story of straight out of Compton. <laughs> <laughs> That's actually what I thought. <laughs> yeah.
2: The last movie I saw at the theater was uh, the first *Knives Out* movie,
1: so I think that was five-ish years ago. How many did they make of those? I felt like they made a, quite a few. Two, I think. Knives Out, 2019. So I guess yeah. technically almost five years ago. Yeah. Okay. Well
2: I, I didn't. I didn't realize you could look and see how many seats were filled.
1: See how many tickets. Were like if sold. when you buy a ticket online yeah. now, like through Fandango or on yeah. that whatever, you like almost you pick a seat. Essentially, to pick a seat and see how many other people are in there.
2: So you wait till the last second and there was only two other people there. So it was not bad. This was in Florida. So. So that makes it pretty bad. But right. right. Relatively (laughs) speaking, it was all right. I saw ISS, but the International Space Station.
1: I would never see a movie about ISIS. That's (laughs) offensive and appalling. And how
2: dare you? I do not recommend this movie. It's, uh, it's no good. It's rather silly. <laughs> Spend your time doing some other. You re- could have uh...
1: seen The Iron Claw and you saw this. Other people in my party did not want to see The Iron Claw. Shame on want them. i hmm. oh, I'm offended. By so many things <laughs> you just said. <laughs> How was the theater experience, though, with only a few people in there?
2: There was really no talking. It was uh, quite enjoyable. makes me realize how much I I miss going to the theater. And it's one of those things I used to love that scumbag people in the world today have (laughs) taken away from me with their rude behavior. So yeah, yeah, I miss it.
1: (laughs) When you went to see Knives Out, do you remember it being a full theater? Because I feel like I've only seen a few movies over the last few years, but I feel like nobody goes to the movies anymore. Mm. And if you pick, like you said, if you check the app and look at the right... Yeah. day and time you can almost get a theater to yourself i don't recall it was pre-covid it was different pre-covid no. COVID changed a lot of it i think it did especially yeah. with all the movies almost being available to stream instantly
2: yeah the wait times aren't like they were before i'm not really induced to go have to go see it you know a month later i can usually sure. walk and watch it at home so right. i'm in no hurry did you get some raisinets i got some skittles i got
1: a Big giant Diet Coke. I got a big popcorn. <laughs> Look at that. You weren't one of these people that put the Skittles in the popcorn, were you? I would never do okay. such a thing. Who it's a, does because that? It's appalling. <laughs>
3: That's Larry, ridiculous. People do that. Really?
1: Larry's one of his dates on yeah. Curb. So, like, you get like M and Ms and Reese Pieces and mm-hmm. I don't know, maybe Skittles, and you dump them all in the big popcorn, and it's just almost like you make your own like movie theater trail mix, yeah. sweet and savory. Yeah. No thanks. <laughs> yeah, I'm good on that.
2: One thing I did notice: they must use different oil these days for popcorn because it doesn't taste like movie theater or popcorn anymore. It's Mm-mm. not good. Like that was one of the joys of going to the movies was getting
1: that movie theater popcorn experience, having your fingers glisten with butter. Yeah, like that was the best. Completely different. I Almost know. dropping that Coke out of your hand when you exactly. go to pick it up.
2: My movie theater um, <laughs> brand um, microwave popcorn is fucking
1: better than than that stuff. I agree. I think it's went downhill. They changed something. Yeah, it's unfortunate. Mm. So yeah. But okay, though. Yeah, it did. You know, I was my blood wasn't boiling. I didn't have to yell at anyone, so it was all right. <laughs> other, <laughs> other than the fact that the snack sucked and the movie sucked, pretty good movie experience. Yeah, I mean,
2: <laughs> it wasn't terrible. Just the, the the
1: the the sheer joy of sitting
2: in a movie theater, or seeing something on the big screen. Were they comfy seats?
1: Were they like any of the reclining ones? Like a, no, like a no, type?
2: it was not a fancy one.
1: Okay, I think it was an AMC theater. They need to up their game, AMC. They're falling behind. (laughs) Yeah. It wasn't good. Yeah. What do we have? Cinemark? Regal. It's a Regal. Cinemark near us in Strongsville has like the reclining seats. Yeah, that's the bougie one. Yeah. They had a full bar, though, being in Florida. That's nice. Yeah. When I lived in Indianapolis, there was a theater that you could do like full bar. So Mm -hmm. like we would go. I think that's where I saw The Wrestler, the Mickey Rourke movie. Yeah. You get a bucket of beers and... Then you like, like you used to, do, then you just let it go and let it roll down the aisle. <laughs> awesome. And it's a glass bottle. So it's so obnoxious.
2: That's why I have the karma of uh, people talking <laughs> in every fucking movie I go to because that's what the
1: nonsense I used to do. <laughs> I actually didn't do mine on purpose. I went to put it in the bucket to grab another <laughs> one and I missed and it <laughs> fell. And we are like, clink, 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 clink. Also, Marissa Tomei up on the pole, wrestler. Yeah. Oh, nice. Oh, yeah. She's all kinds of topless in that movie. Mm-hmm. Big fan. But yeah, a bar in a movie theater is a completely f- new, fun experience. Yeah. Except then you got to piss and then you miss the movie. Nah, Trade off. That's my life, but. <laughs> so anyways, well, good for you. Stipping your toes back in the water. That'll probably be the last time for a while. <laughs> we could still probably after recording, <laughs> record and I go see a midnight Iron Claw showing. I'd fall asleep. Yeah, it's late. That's rough. Anyways, here we are. Taking a little break from murder. Talking about fun stuff. Yeah, yeah, really fun stuff. Yeah, mixing things up.
2: You yeah, know, I do have a question. You know, we, we referenced the the flat earthers at the beginning of this. What I know the flat earthers think the world is flat, but underneath the the crust, like what what shape do they?
0: I don't remember what it's shape. It's just do like they, uh, fucking like stalactites <laughs> hanging down. You know, like how deep? Like pretty deep. Yeah. Yeah. All right. It's like this jagged cave top looking. That's kind of how thing. I
2: envisioned it in my head. I'm just yeah. wondering how deep they think that goes and pretty like deep. Like the stuff fall off and like it, it would just be like floating around in space, like pieces of
0: crust and soil, right? It's I know one model has the whole earth is surrounded by ice. Mm. Okay. Kind of like a Truman show type deal. But okay. All ice. I'm just trying to think how
2: these two theories could be reconciled. I don't think they can.
0: No. <laughs> it, would be, it would seem tough.
1: <laughs> when I, this is, <laughs> this is, of course, where my brain is going to go. When I think of like a combined flat slash hollow earth, mm-hmm. I think of those damn Totino's pizzas that Dave likes oh, because God. they are flat and just airy in the middle. <laughs> so it's like they're kind of hollow. And that's exactly what our earth would be if hmm. both of these theories were right. I like it. We're just floating around on Totino's (laughs) pizza. Those are fucking delicious.
0: Yes, I guess maybe there could be a civilization of tunnel people. Hmm. Like in Vegas. Yeah, but like tunnel, tunnel people way down there.
2: (laughs) I'm intrigued. I got to say I'm intrigued. Let's see what we learn today.
0: The idea of the earth being hollow shows up in some degree in every culture throughout human history. Just like everybody, you know, looks up at the sky and came up with lores and theories about what could be going on in space. The same thing is true for what could be going on underground. It's legends of subterranean realms, all kind of stuff. So we're just gonna go through the history of there being something other than layers of mantle and magma at the core of the Earth. Hmm. Do you guys remember that movie, The Core? Ever see that? Mm-mm. Where something happened
2: and the earth wasn't rotating properly or anything and they had to bore through to the to the core of the earth and, and put a nuclear bomb in there to to uh, restart the earth's core and save the planet. That's Let me guess fun. Nicolas Cage was on this. <laughs> <laughs>
1: this sounds like a Nicolas Cage
2: movie. No, it was uh who was it? Aaron Eckhart? Okay. Hillary Swank? A fun movie. Oh, if you're right. looking for that sort of disaster film,
0: the core. So they had to go down there and put a nuke in there. I think they had to nuke
2: the core to restart it. All right. Not really sure of the physics or the science behind <laughs> the plot, but <laughs> that, that's a basic summary of my <laughs> recollection
0: of the plot. We'll talk about it later, but it's crazy how little we do know for 100% about the inside of the Earth. Like We haven't been able to drill down that that far. Mm, yeah.
2: It's all just seismic readings from earthquakes and things like that, but... Mm.
0: They're not certain. Right. Just like the bottom of the ocean and, and yeah, things like yeah. that.
2: You know what's at the bottom of the ocean? What's that? Not the Titan because it blew up <laughs> and uh, they had to salvage it because it imploded. Because <laughs> they were driving it with a video game controller that cost 20 bucks at
0: GameStop. That is the wildest fucking thing ever. That
1: might have to be a future show on Patreon. That could be a fun bonus show.
0: it yeah, would be right. It'd be interesting to dig into that a little bit. <laughs> this is the stupid
2: <laughs> There were some of the greatest memes in history that came out with the Titan they really were. Our pal just brew Christy, and I were trading Titan memes for probably close to six months after that happened. <laughs> <laughs> Has <laughs> it even just- been six months
1: When did that happen?
2: <laughs> I think it's still going on. There was some great great material out there after
0: that. Start with Norse mythology which these ideas were really popular in 800 BCE to 701 BCE. At the center of Norse mythology is... Yggdrasil. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, Which is the world tree. Yggdrasil's roots and branches extend into the nine Norse realms, making it a literal and metaphysical connector of the universe so we picture all the branches reaching to the heavens all the roots going into the ground connects everything
2: hodor hodor yeah. that's what i pictured <laughs> was that the greatest reveal ever that hodor it was uh, hold the door yeah that's i was crazy. like fucking mind
0: blown that's what hodor means are you shitting me
2: do they know that when they named them <laughs> Also, I'm going to be the official uh, goofy name reader tonight.
1: Yeah, you're going to do all this for me? You're off to a good start. That's yeah, perfect. Uh, that was good. It I was might have said Yggdrasil, like Basil. <laughs> like basil. <laughs> you took it a different way. That's
0: okay. This is America.
2: Yeah, I said Yggdrasil, like Vagisil. It works. Yeah, I thought so.
0: Among those nine realms that... Yggdrasil. ...connects. Svartalfine <laughs> and Needleveller are the first ones where the idea of a subterranean world shows up. Svartalfime. <laughs> Said to be inhabited by dwarves who were masters at creating various magical items and tools. They were associated with mining and that realm is to consist of various caverns and forges. Then you go a little deeper to...
2: Nidavalier.
0: <laughs> I changed the pronunciation a little bit on that second one. I rethought Sorry. it and I, I made a... I think slight adjustment
1: inconsistency will make this show funny
0: (laughs) which that realm is inhabited by dark elves like trickster entities not necessarily evil just elusive beings that couldn't be trusted but still their realm was underground and it had its own ecosystem and things like that sounds fucking wild down there man it does it's dwarves running around (laughs) everywhere
1: you don't know which ones you can trust which ones you can't trickster entities yeah right
2: (laughs) hey you're that trickster entity i don't believe you
1: he's like no 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 you can trust me and the next (laughs) as soon as you turn your back he's banging your wife
0: (laughs) (laughs) the largest underground realm in norse mythology was hell spelled h-e-l it's not like the christianity version of hell norse hell was named after its ruler the goddess hell and it wasn't a place of suffering or to go when you were bad The dead would go to Norse hell, regardless of their morals in life. There's all kinds of lore within the Norse hell. But the goddess hell wasn't evil. She wasn't a devil or anything like that. She was said to be half alive and half dead. Like, her connection to the... (laughs) Yggdrasil. ...tree kept her somewhat connected to the living. Then in Greek mythology, you still have the concept of an underworld that had its own landscape and regions, just like the world above ground. They called it Hades. This is where you start to get those punishment vibes of a Christian hell that we know today. Like you would much rather be in the world above and in the heavens than down in Hades.
2: Well, they copied everything else. Why not hell?
0: Mm-hmm. It has its own structure, different layers with different entities living within those layers. Hmm. What's interesting though, and it's a precursor for modern hollow earth theories, is that there were entrances to Hades scattered across the real world. In hidden, hidden in plain sight or in remote inaccessible regions.
2: I've seen those that there's signs announcing them. They're like, welcome to Mississippi. (laughs) Welcome to West Virginia. They're not really hidden anymore. (laughs) Is that a sign you want to see when you're dead and decide where you're going? Welcome to Mississippi.
0: No, it's not a sign I want to see alive. (laughs) The most popular entrance is uh, the River Styx. That's where souls would be ferried into Hades when they died.
2: Those stories are cool. Mm -hmm. I was always a big fan of Greek mythology.
0: In Hindu and Buddhist mythology, they have Patala, which is not a singular, but it's made up of multiple layers, realms, each with its own unique characteristics and inhabitants. Patala is unique in that it's described differently based on Hindu texts, Like which ones are being referenced. In some it's depicted as a dark, cold place, kinda like hell that we know of. And then in others it's described as a realm of unimaginable beauties filled with palaces and gardens, all kind of exotic creatures. As far as I read, I didn't see anything that talked about physical like physical entrances in the real world. And then when you get into Buddhist mythology, it's more of a state of mind. There are literal
2: interpretations, though, with drawings and stuff. And just, you know, people on trains going about their their normal life on just in this underground Patala world. Mm-hmm. It's Pretty cool. I always love the artwork associated with ideas like this. Like all the
0: ancient alien stuff.
2: Yeah, that stuff's so cool.
1: Or even the cave drawings and mm-hmm. stuff. Be, it's cool to think about. Like, just, oh, there's other societies just living down there. So no idea. It's awesome, Anything else right? exists. Yeah. Like, yeah, this is much cooler than Flat Earth.
0: Moving on to Native Americans, they have tons of myths and legends that we've talked about over the years on the show. Skinwalkers, human beings being descendants from Star Brothers, stuff like that. So, of course, they have a ton of lore about what's going on underneath Earth's surface. The Hopi, who primarily lived in what we know today as Northeastern Arizona, told stories of ant people, ancestral beings living in subterranean worlds. In Hopi lore, the ant people played a crucial role during challenging periods of the tribe's history. They're accounts of two great cataclysms, a global flood and an ice age, that forced the Hopi underground to live with the ant people for survival. And the ant people Provided for them, gave them food and shelter. That's nice. Nice ant people. <clears throat> they took
1: them in.
2: No questions yeah, asked.
0: It's great. I always just kill the ants, but
1: huh.
2: These are ant people. <laughs> <laughs> Who fucking knew? There's a lot of questions on that one. I don't think I'd like to live underground with ant people. I'm going to pass on your offer to help. Just freeze out. To yeah. Death. Uh, just die. <laughs> yeah, I'm just going <laughs> to go with the ice age up. Hang ab- out ab- here. Above, above <laughs> ground here. Sorry, ant people.
0: Well, thank you. The Hopi have lore surrounding caves um, as being a physical entrance to underground realms. But for many of the tribes, these realms are more than just a physical location. They're seen as spiritual sanctuaries. And some of it even gets into you know portals and transforming spiritually, things like that. Yeah.
2: I was watching that Ancient Aliens uh, episode that we talked about that mm-hmm. covers uh, Hollow Earth and like you said, every culture has one of these, and the Mayans' origin story was that two brothers came out of the earth, and that's like the first humans. It was kind of cool, like the cave drawings the
0: Mayans had and stuff. Mayans are super interesting. Oh,
1: yeah. Weren't they the ones that predicted the earth would end in 2012? Yeah. Yeah, with their calendar?
0: But their calendar just really stopped, sucked and then we one. were like, oh, well, shit, that must be the yeah. end of the world. <laughs> we make we jumped to conclusions, I think, a little <laughs> bit on
2: what that actually meant. <laughs> should have consulted Negrodamas. Maybe he would have some better information for us.
1: (laughs) They just all died off before they got to like 2013's calendar. They're just like, "Eh, we'll get to that next week. And then they didn't get to that next week. What happened? I don't remember.
0: A mystery as far as I'm aware of.
1: But did they? Maybe they're like, fuck it. They can take it from here. We've done enough calendar (laughs) work. Let
0: somebody else do some of this. (laughs) Or it's debated
2: what happened. Yeah, I, I don't remember. I was all about it in twenty second second <laughs> half of 2011. though. I probably could answer your question, but uh, that knowledge has dissipated from my brain. So I'm unqualified to respond to your question at this time. Speaking of uh, like disaster movies, that was a good one. John Cusack. Which one? 2012. I didn't watch that. that's fucking absurd. <laughs> I think I actually did. Uh, it is ridiculous. They're fun. I love those fucking disaster movies, but that one was particularly nonsensical.
1: Well, nothing will ever top this. Is the end? Now that's the greatest disaster movie. Of I never watched that. You've not seen that huh? one? Is the Seth Rogen? One? Speaking of just a <laughs> shit show. Yeah, because it's just funny. about the apocalypse. <laughs> <laughs> They're all fucking getting high, having a big celebrity party at yeah. um. Oh, what's his name from Pineapple Express? Frank, James Franco? James Franco's house, and they're all fucking high and drunk, and then the apocalypse hits. (laughs) It's the rapture.
0: (laughs) From that lore, you get into more modern scientific thought and theories. There's a little bit more with European lore, with the earth being hollow with fairies and things like that. But now when you're getting into modern times, the first person to... Proposed that the Earth was hollow was Edmund Halley in 1692. Edmund Halley, who discovered Halley's comet, was not only an astronomer, but he was a pioneering geophysicist. He suggested that the Earth was made up of a series of concentric circles, each nested within each other like Russian dolls. These spheres were separated by individual atmospheres, and Halley went as far as to suggest that these inner worlds might be habitable
2: like what counts as peer review back then? Like there's nothing backing up these ideas and no. You're like, "Oh yeah, that sounds pretty cool." Eh, nested russian dolls. Eh, that's what they were this. <laughs>
0: but he was uh you know, he found the comment. He yeah, was like yeah. what you would say a credible scientist sure. for the time. That allows you to just say whatever you want. Yeah. And people are like, "Huh. Oh, yeah, that's pretty good." <laughs> just the level of Proof, I guess I don't know he had research that led him to this theory he just didn't like announce it he actually put in some you know drew up some maps and and things what got him on this path was irregularities in the earth's magnetic field which we can see through compass readings and sometimes those will change significantly over time or the location and he theorized that the movement of these inner spheres Each had its own magnetic pole, and they could be responsible for these magnetic anomalies. The Northern Lights, or Aurora Borealis, also played a big part into Halley's theory. He theorized that the light displays were the result of luminous gas escaping from Earth's interior.
2: All right, so maybe based on the best guess slash knowledge of the day. Mm. Educated guess, if you will. All
1: right, we'll pin Halley at the top <clears throat> of the board. So far, he's closest. Yeah, sure.
0: I always thought it was Haley's comment. This yeah. was new to me.
1: Everybody calls it Haley's comment.
0: Yeah. That's true, they do.
2: But then they say Edward Halley, and we're like, hmm. it doesn't really make sense. Yeah,
1: wait a minute. <clears throat> this isn't named after. Maybe his daughter was Haley. Haley Halley. <laughs> Maybe so. <laughs> hmm. Like Eminem's daughter. Haley. Haley. But it's not Halley, though. Haley
2: Halley. Haley it's just A whole bunch of fun. Haley Mathers. Haley Halley Mathers. What's her name? <laughs> <laughs> See I Eminem mean, at the NFC Championship game flipping off the 49ers fans. He might
1: have gotten a little ahead of himself. <laughs> it didn't work out. <laughs> I was really hoping that it was going to end up being Detroit and Kansas City that I was going to propose that they just cancel Usher as the halftime show and you do a Taylor Swift Eminem song battle at <laughs> halftime just <laughs> against each other and whoever won the song battle the, their team got the ball at second wow. half like fuck the coin flip that's just for the first, first quarter first half of the game second half song battle because hmm. Eminem could tear you down but if Taylor Swift gets in like breakup album mode she fucking takes souls too, from what I've heard. I have heard this too. That could be that would be fucking fun. So, but so alas so souls. <laughs> <laughs> alas, Detroit failed and now we can't have that. Oh, We're stuck so with fucking disappointing Usher. I didn't even know he still made music or was still around.
0: Yeah. Well. Seems like a <laughs> lackluster Super Bowl this year. Half There'll be show. some special
1: guests, I'd imagine, right? Don't, doesn't everyone bring like their friends now, and like you get some surprise appearances? Yeah. yeah. I don't know who uh, Usher has done songs with, but
0: Oof. maybe they'll show up. The only thing I can think of is uh, Ludacris and Lil John. That's the only Usher song I can think of off the top of my head. Which one's that? Big good uh, one. Um, what's that fucking song called? Um, I yeah. Get, yeah, yeah, yeah. It's just called yeah. Yeah. "Oh the
1: Do 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 Do." Do, do, do. I always just know that's Lil I forgot Usher sure was even yeah, a part of it. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> but if they just played that for 20 minutes, that'd be fine. <laughs> was last year uh, Dre and everyone,
2: or was that two years ago? I think it was last year. Was that last year? That's my favorite. No, I
1: feel like that was two years ago. Was it? And then last year they did something like terrible again. Maybe. That, that Dre one was awesome. That, that was, was my favorite course. one ever. It was awesome.
0: I'm going to look this up while you guys talk. Edmund Halley. Like we talked about he was seen at the time as a credible scientist he did discover Halley's Comet so people did take his hollow earth theory seriously at, at least as a real possibility but eventually the idea just faded as more realistic ideas were put forth for why those magnetic anomalies happen on earth until 1818 when John Cleves Symes Jr. put forth his hollow earth theory give it to us
2: Hollow Earth. (laughs) Hollow Earth.
0: He had a really elaborate idea of the Earth being hollow. It wasn't just, again, it wasn't just him saying the Earth is hollow. Um, He suggested that the Earth, along with all other planets, was hollow, containing several concentric spheres.
2: Okay, so he's taking a little bit of Halley's stuff, at least.
0: Yeah. All right. The the basis. But he's expanded and just says all planets are like this. That's a big leap. (laughs) it's interesting how he was able to go to those planets and test and figure this out
1: not Uranus
0: (laughs) the biggest inference in his theory was the claim that there were large openings at both the north and south poles Symes believed that inner worlds were accessible through these openings and could potentially harbor life in his theory the way he described it there was potential for exploration and Discovery of these layers, like making contact with these beings that are living mm. inside Earth. I emailed you guys a map. We'll talk about it later. Okay. And we'll post it too. Yeah. yeah. It, it kind of shows an idea of what those openings are and then it's the fucking upside-down world in there. That's what it is. <laughs> I was looking at like, all
1: right, let me try to figure out what
2: the fuck
0: I'm looking at here.
2: <laughs> well, so, like some of these religions and people think that the Garden of Eden is like literally inside hollow earth. Mm-hmm. So I guess.
1: I thought I was at Olive Garden. <laughs> <laughs> that's why their <laughs> soup Olive salad Garden. and breadsticks taste so damn good. <laughs> I had it not too long ago. That's <laughs> the you? greatest lunch for like seven bucks. For right? someone who doesn't Whatever love was. Olive Garden, you sure eat there often.
2: I just have lunch. That uh, I do not eat there often. Stop telling <laughs> lies. <then>. You <laughs> eat there more than, than Ian and I, I do. Mean, do. Yeah, and yeah, We both sure. like that place a little bit.
1: <laughs> I'd eat dinner there. That would be absurd. I'd like that $8 lunch or whatever. Tell you else. what, I recently had Buca De Beppo. It was mm. so awful. Oh no. I would take Olive Garden any day over that one. Really? Damn. First of all, it was like musty inside dirty feeling it's the one strong Strongsville oh. and then the food was just bland completely bland like nothing I have not been there in a long time I, I, re- I remember being adequate I thought that's what I thought too because I this is only probably the third time I've ever been there and the first two I was like oh, okay
0: yeah
1: I'd come back I, I would not go anymore oh. this one was bad just sit at the pope table what's that one
2: I said table it's like a round table for 10 people and there's a pope head on it
1: Oh, I didn't see. I don't know if I've seen that chair. one. I like the one that's right in their kitchen. <laughs> yeah, kitchen table. <laughs> yeah, let's well, fuck. Have you ever been there?
0: <laughs> it's absurd.
1: In the middle of their kitchen, like against well, not against the wall, just a fucking table that you could sit at, and yeah. like people are running by with ditches, <laughs> and like I would feel like I sit up to pee because of course I would, and I just bump into someone with like a tray of food, knock it all to hell, and it's hot as shit. I'm sure. You're yeah, sweating. It's already like I said, it was musty and just kind of yeah. like yeah. just warm in there, and then plusing her in the kitchen. Hmm. You also get dizzy looking at the walls in there because there's just so much shit up on the walls. Pictures. It's overkill. And, yeah. But no, it was not a good experience. That is a shame. Yeah. So, I guess I'll just stick with Sparrow. Best Italian on the planet.
0: <laughs> <laughs> Simes' theory didn't go anywhere really as far as scientific credibility, but that didn't stop him from spreading his ideas. He basically spammed pamphlets with his hollow earth ideas, wherever he went, we've talked about that. I think in every subject that we've talked about, like back in the werewolf episodes, the vampire panic, everybody's just spamming these pamphlets. <laughs> like, that's how Have you,
2: you seen my pamphlets? <laughs> yeah.
0: Well,
1: that's because you couldn't spam on social media right. like buckos do now. She's got to make pamphlets and go hand them out. You can't auto dial a million people in a second <laughs> on their phone. So you got to hand out pamphlets. Charles Guteau, we talked about the guy who assassinated um, President Garfield. He wrote a book that he just mm-hmm. stole, and he was spamming it out, <laughs> just passing it out to everybody who walked by. Have you
2: read my book? Have yeah, you have you book? read
1: my book? Can you give me some stars on Amazon? <laughs> yeah, all right. If you could leave me a quick Google review, that's Gouteau. It's with a G.
2: <laughs> like and share. <laughs>
0: So it didn't do anything for the scientific world, but it did catch people's attentions. Exploration was very romanticized during this time period. And the thought of exploring underground civilizations and basically an upside down earth got people's attention just from a fictional standpoint. Sounds
2: fucking awesome. Who wouldn't want to do that?
0: Jules Verne, a French novelist, was a pioneer in the genre of adventure stories, which were still very new in the 1800s. In 1864, he wrote Journey to the Center of the Earth, which follows Professor Otto Lindbrock, his nephew Axel, and their guide Hans. The story starts in Iceland, where they go into a volcano that leads into a subterranean world with prehistoric creatures, underground oceans, all kind of colorful plants and flowers. The book didn't endorse like a scientific theory that the Earth is hollow, but it ended up inspiring tons of future fictional works and the first thing that popped into my mind was King Kong how he's from the inner earth
1: I don't think I ever knew that
0: yeah
2: yeah I thought King Kong just came from a tropical island
0: inside the the earth really Mm -hmm. I don't think I knew that either you didn't you didn't watch the newer Kong movie where they go into the center of the earth to find him it's really cool Mm -hmm. wasn't nominated for Academy Awards we didn't watch it yeah that's true
1: <laughs> <laughs> What's the one? Hey, just because I'm highbrow. <laughs> What's the one? Maybe it's Godzilla from the '90s with Matthew Broderick. Mm. Is that what I'm thinking of, or was it a Kong movie? Remember that, like a Matthew Broderick '90s. Yeah, he it was a Godzilla movie. That's what it was. Yeah, that's the only one I've seen of any of the Godzilla yeah, and Kong type yeah. stuff. I might have seen the original yeah. King Kong movie, like the the old. The like, Matthew Broderick. I remember that. one That's what the. Rage Against the Machine, No
2: Shelter came from that album from that soundtrack. Yeah.
0: That's what I saw. <clears throat> yeah, the new ones there's uh they like rebooted that universe. There there's a Godzilla Kong, Godzilla King of the Monsters, and then now there's Godzilla Minus, right? Godzilla vs. Kong, but then there's a new one coming out again. What's the Godzilla Minus? Mm-hmm.
2: I haven't seen that. That's on my list. I don't know. It's that not in that universe. What is that what it's called? Godzilla Minus?
0: This was real good. Mm-hmm. But essentially, King Kong is from the inside of the earth. They're trying to
1: that's interesting. I take him know. out. I guess he had to come from somewhere, right? Maybe. Nobody saw him yeah. beforehand, and then he shows up. Sorry, Godzilla minus
2: one. It's still at the theaters. Maybe that's the newest one. Yeah, that I, didn't I heard realize. it was real good. You could have saw that one, Dave. you said you saw an ISIS movie. <laughs> <laughs> Have you read Journey to the Center of the Earth? Mm-mm. I don't I haven't either. No. Like I read 20,000
1: Leagues Under the Sea and uh, Around the World in 80 Days. I never read that that one though. And it, it doesn't sound like something that I would naturally go to like out of interest. I would read it if it, you know just because it's a classic, but it doesn't mm-hmm. seem like my cup of tea. Yeah, the other ones are good. I enjoyed those.
0: From there just get into the science behind the theories that the earth is actually hollow because like flat earthers, there are people that subscribe to the theory that the earth is hollow and and it's more of that kind of that mindset of, well, you can't tell me that it isn't hollow that we talked about in hollow moon on Patreon. Can't prove it. (laughs) (laughs) They they need to see it with their eyes to believe anything. But like you guys have seen the video.
1: I know we've shared it on Instagram with that, each other, like the people who are doing the flat Earth with the flashlights, and then they prove themselves wrong with the <laughs> oh, flashlights, yeah. and they're like, "Well, there's your proof right there, pal." Oh, shut <laughs> the fuck up. So dumb.
2: A lot of dumb things in this world, but the flat Earth thing is just particularly fucking
1: stupid. Like people believe stupid shit. I get that, but the fact that they're like they will die for that, and they will come at you hard for that <clears> belief. <throat> That just makes it even more ridiculous thing because it's like, all right, you have your belief, whatever, but you're so aggressive about something that's so stupid. Yeah, exactly. Like, Didn't Mad Mike, uh,
2: he died, right? Yeah, was he, he going up in his chair rocket or whatever <laughs> to try to prove the earth was, was flat?
0: Yeah. He like, almost saw it. Like when, when we covered it, he had gotten pretty fucking close to seeing it. And then, yeah, Discovery Channel signed a deal with him. He blew himself up in front of everybody on Discovery Channel. <laughs> but it, it
1: happens. Like, so, okay. There's another L for you guys.
0: You can, you gonna accept it yet or not? The craziest thing about Mad Mike, he's a really smart guy. He built these fucking rockets on his yes. own. But he doesn't believe in science. He said that scientists can't be trusted in... He built a rocket. <laughs> but and the, doesn't believe in science. Right? That's what I mean. It's so crazy. <laughs> hmm. Like he rejects science, but you used rocket science to do that. Well, Unabomber, Ted Kaczynski pretty much
2: rejected science too and he was a yeah. PhD doctor in, in science,
1: right? That's true. In, in, in a field that he didn't believe in. <laughs> exactly right.
2: Maybe you should have taken a different <laughs> path in life. I don't know. You've been a little more happy.
1: It's like me bragging and like acting like the toughest guy in the world because I'm like the WWE champion. And they'd be like, you know, it's fake. I'm like, oh, yeah, for sure. But then I'm walking around (laughs) like this is the fucking baddest man on the planet and no one could kick my ass. (laughs) (sighs) Crazy world we live in. Mm -hmm. Crazy hollow world we live in. Crazy hollow world. Hello, hello, hello. (laughs) I still think my idea of the Totino's pizza is perfect for a hollow flat earth. Because that is exactly what that is. And now whenever we talk about that, that is what I think of. And then it makes me hungry. Because <laughs> that is a hollow, flat piece of pizza. You don't deserve a Totino's pizza. I think I got two in my freezer. <laughs> and I don't even like them. <laughs> but but they're like $1.29. And I'm like, well. They're so good. There will be a night I want you. <laughs>
2: <laughs> Those little sausages made from pig
1: yep. snouts or whatever the fuck that is. I always get probably the not su- even meat. I always get the Supreme. And that is one of the few things in the world that I will actually dip in ranch, but I'll put some hot sauce in the ranch. Yeah. yeah. That's the only way I can eat it. They also started making, I might've talked about this, the little White Castle sliders. They make mm. jalapeno ones now. Mm. Damn. That is a butthole game changer. Because <laughs> <laughs> it's not bad enough already. You're, You're going right. to add misery to, your, <laughs> the, to the
2: next
0: day. We as humans in 2024 know way more about space. In the universe than we do about the inside of the Earth, which I think it's an example of why, like Mel's Hole, that story fascinates yeah, so many sure. people. There's just it's cr- like what's down there, you know? It's crazy. Yeah, yeah.
2: You know the thing about Mel's Hole. People always want to talk about Mel's Hole, but that guy was only on there like once, right? There was one main phone call. Was there a follow up call? There was one, but it wasn't like the first one. Like It was a one-time deal. It was never substantiated. No one's ever been able to confirm the story or place mm-hmm. it on a map. Yet everyone
1: is so enthralled Maybe that's why it makes, makes it s- so epic, though. Yeah. Like it was just that one-off thing yeah. that no one can explain. And there's nothing to prove that it wasn't just some fucking
2: jerk-off calling Art and talking about a hole that didn't exist. Well,
1: now you're talking about almost
0: every call he got. <laughs> he just sounds so credible, though, the way he he's it. He absolutely did, yeah. It's one of the best
1: uh, that's what, segments ever. That's what makes it genius. The more times you call, the more you're going to get exposed yeah. with whatever. You're going to start to lose your touch on sounding like a genius or you're going to get asked a question that you stutter on. So you hit that like one and done and like the George Costanza, the, that early exit that yeah. I'm out yeah. and then just go away. That's and why always s- let people guess like, what the fuck was that? 100 percent. A lot of those
2: best calls were one hitters mm-hmm. like a. Uh, our friend that flew over Area 51. And well, that guy died. Unfortunately, <laughs> there was a reason. Why.
1: I like that guy died. Or the Area. We fifth- don't. We don't know that he died. We don't
0: know. That's true. Maybe he hit the little abort button and he flew
1: off. Yeah. <laughs> the guy that
2: called, that used to work, the crying guy from Area 51. Did mm. he ever call back?
0: Somebody called back claiming to be him, but it wasn't the same voice, I don't right? Think so that was a really good call too. Yeah. Yeah, Mel called back at, s- at least a second time, maybe a third one, real yeah, quick. Was it? Yeah, but nothing. He always just sounded super credible.
2: Yeah, but he never invited anyone to come out and see it, or provided mm-hmm. any proof. From safety purposes, safety reasons. Yeah, well, you, you don't want want to, be responsible. to fall in there. Yeah. Hello. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> West of the Rockies. <laughs>
0: According to people that support the modern. Hollow Earth theory, it's again with the Russian dolls thing, like our planet is composed of several layers or spheres. The layers are believed to be just vast and spacious with unique ecosystems and environments that are drastically different from what we experience on Earth, on the surface. Each layer is thought to be separated by its own crust, and the theory often suggests that these inner worlds could be just, you know, whole new plants or maybe the same plants but just the same as complex as it is up here down there
2: yeah (laughs) (laughs) i guess it's technically possible
0: you can't tell them that it isn't
2: jar jar binks lived underground (laughs) under the water right why is he so hated (laughs) (laughs) It's, it's an absurd character it's awful Super wow, it's like, oh, cool. <laughs> but it just so seems terrible. Like,
1: from my limited knowledge of Star Wars, there is just like all kinds of absurdity. Why pick this one thing? I don't know. It was bad. Everything about it was bad.
0: All right. I couldn't tell you. I'm, I'm not really into Star Wars.
1: Okay. Just didn't know. Didn't know where that hate came from. It's the John Cena of Star Wars. <laughs> like just trying to be a good guy and everyone's hating on you. <laughs>
2: This is awful. This is an awful character.
1: Today's show is sponsored by BetterHelp. Take a moment to think about a relationship in your life that took a lot of work. What did you do to make the relationship what it is today? Did you spend time working on yourself, or did you put effort into working on the relationship? A common misconception about relationships is that they must be easy to be right, but sometimes the best ones happen when both people put in the work to make them great. Therapy can be a place to work through the challenges you face in all your relationships, whether it be with your friends, colleagues, significant other, or really anyone. BetterHelp Online Therapy wants to remind you that putting in the work to improve yourself will also help improve your relationships. Therapy empowers you to be the best version of yourself. And who wouldn't want to have a relationship with the best version of you? If you're thinking of starting therapy, why not give BetterHelp a try? It's entirely online and designed to be convenient, flexible, and suited to your schedule. All you have to do is fill out a brief questionnaire to get matched with a licensed therapist, and you can switch therapists at any time at no additional charge. Improve yourself and improve your relationships. Visit BetterHelp.com Necro today and get 10% off your first month. Again, that's BetterHelp, H-E-L-P slash Necro.
0: A central element to the hollow earth theory even as far back as uh, I think it popped up in Simes's uh, theories is the existence of an inner Sun the Sun this Sun is said the Sun said to be smaller and less intense than the Sun that we know on our side they say that this inner Sun provides a consistent source of light and heat for all these layers which would you know provide for life within each of these realms In it's like a dim sunlight and it's the perfect climate because it's a smaller sun. So
2: hmm.
0: everything's like this lush greenery, you know, it's a utopia in there. Sounds awesome.
2: Yeah. I mean, does that go to, what's the story, what was it about 10 years ago where they came out of the report of a huge ocean underground like that's supposedly three times the size of all the oceans on the planet combined?
0: Mm-hmm. Remember that story? Yeah.
2: Does that tie in?
0: I think that just gives them. Sort
2: of. That's recent, I guess.
0: But I think that gives them some room to stand, I guess. They're like, well, you you know, we don't, we're still finding things out.
2: Actually, I bookmarked that so I could talk about it.
0: It's like a whole layer of water, right? Yeah, yeah. That we would have thought that, you know, didn't exist Mm -hmm. maybe 30 years ago. Yeah, is there an This is from
2: Science Mag, some kind of Oh, the Smithsonian. Is there an ocean below your feet? It says some scientists think Earth's oceans formed when icy comets hit the planet, but new research suggests a different origin for the oceans. They simply seeped out of the center of the Earth. The finding, published in Science, suggests that a reservoir of water is hidden in the Earth's mantle more than 400 miles below the surface. All this water, three times the volume of water on the surface, is trapped inside rocks. It's called Ringwoodite. The rock is bright blue and is only formed at high temperature and pressure in the Earth's mantle. That's kind of crazy. That's wild to think about. Yeah. What's the farthest we've ever drilled down? I heard eight miles. That sounds right.
0: Just not far. Who did at that? All.
2: Bruce Willis and Armageddon? Is he the one that <laughs> drilled down that far?
0: I think it's that movie you were talking <laughs> about where they blew up a nuke in there. Oh, the core. Yeah. They went all <laughs> the way to the center of the earth. <laughs> yeah. <They were> <laughs> Either a
1: nuclear bomb that core well, Did they see a lake? Did they see an
0: ocean? I don't remember. We'd have to ask probably them. eight miles. Huh? That's a long way down. But like how many thousands of miles was that? The ocean that we were just that you were talking about? Four hundred miles. Four hundred miles. So, this is
2: according to some, the entrance. Oh, this is the Kola Super Deep Borehole, the deepest man made hole on Earth, uh, deepest artificial point on Earth, 40,230 feet deep, which is 12.2 kilometers. Construction is so deep that locals swear you can hear the screams of
1: souls tortured in hell. Well I think
2: that's the sounds of hell recording uh, is associated with
1: that. We have the actual audio, so we can probably we should (laughs) play it for them and see if it sounds about what
2: they hear. Yeah, and so it's eight miles, twelve kilometers,
1: roughly eight
2: miles. That's pretty deep. We almost drilled into hell and there's audio
0: to prove it. Maybe it's not a utopia.
2: (laughs) I don't want to go down there. (laughs)
1: <laughs> oh, oh, you're going <laughs>
0: Yeah, probably <laughs> They also subscribe to the idea that somewhere at the North and South Poles There are openings or entrances to gain access to the inner earth And that lets us tie it back to the Nazis As we alluded to in the intro <sighs> The Nazis Nein,
3: nein, nein.
2: I don't think Hitler wants to be associated <laughs> with your hollow earth nonsense.
0: Or does he? <laughs> As we know from the past five years on this show, Madame Blavatsky was the mother of modern day occultism, and part of her extensive writings was her book, The Secret Doctrine, which among other things, she laid out her idea of root races. She proposed that humanity has evolved through a series of root races, each representing a phase in human spiritual and physical development. These races, according to her, inhabited Earth at different periods of its geological and spiritual history. We know that one of her root races were the Aryans, who Nazi Germany adopted. We'll talk about that a lot when we get into Nazis and the occult. But Madame Blavatsky also talked about a root race called the Hyperboreans. This idea doesn't seem
2: evolutionarily accurate.
0: No. (laughs) Okay. It's one of a word, a, no. <laughs> I, I wonder if, if Madame Blavatsky could be like brought back and see what happened to the Aryan root race, like that, how that morphed over time. She's like, oh, you did mm. what now? <laughs> the Hyperboreans are described by Madame Blavatsky as the second of the root races. So the first one we were like jellyfish, and... Then we turned into the Hyperboreans. Oh. And they were named after the mystical land of Hyperborea. This land was associated with Apollo, the Greek god of the sunlight, music, and prophecy.
2: When, when was Madame Blavatsky around? Like, are these ideas literal teachings of hers?
1: I think she passed in 2004.
0: <laughs> <laughs> so she's 1800s.
2: Okay. That was close. Um,
0: that was close. When we get to the episode on her, she is a really fascinating woman, but she tra she was like a world traveler and yeah. studied, you know, all in all these places around the world and that's where she came up with all of her ideas. Okay. She was a
2: learned woman. Yes. I've been waiting five years to hear all about her, pal. I was gonna say I know nothing about her because we haven't done a damn shit. <laughs>
1: <laughs> Probably pretty soon.
0: Maybe according to madame blavatsky's writings the hyperboreans were ethereal semi-astral beings they were gigantic translucent and sexless living very long lives but reproducing asexually which she compared to it as being like the budding of flowers since these beings were said to be more spiritual and less physically dense than humans today i kind of think translucent ghostly bodies like half there half not Madame Blavatsky also supported the idea of the earth being hollow and that the Hyperboreans would have access to the entrance of the inner earth because uh. the, the mystical or the, the legend of Hyperborea, the land that all the legends before Madame Blavatsky, the, the, the stuff that she learned about, it's all what we would consider the north and south pole. Okay, So that's why she said that she agreed with the hollow earth theory. She was like, yeah, that makes sense. The Hyperboreans would have had access, since Hyperborea is essentially the North and South Pole.
2: All right. It's all coming together now.
0: Mm-hmm. Making
2: sense? No. <laughs> Was there a super highway between these entrances,
1: just underground? <laughs> have you not seen ice road truckers? <laughs> yes, it
3: exists. <laughs>
0: We don't know for 100% how much occultism Hitler subscribed to exactly, but there's a couple of things that that we do know for sure. Is that one, the Aryans, that concept came from Madame Blavatsky, which we'll talk about that in the future. And two, Heinrich Himmler was obsessed with the occult. So there's theories as to what Himmler was putting in Hitler's head, things like that. So when you hear stories that Hitler wanted to know whether or not the earth is hollow or not, it could very well be true. To a point mm. you know it's debated
2: mine furrows the earth is hollow <laughs> it's filled with the aliens
0: <laughs> it, it, there's like some crazy fictional <laughs> stories involving the nazis and you can even get into like captain america uses some of that world war mm. ii fictional stuff with yeah. regarding nazis but then there's there's real ties to occultism it's a fine line with talking about that with what's real and what's not What can be proven? You're really uh, teasing my taint here for this (laughs)
2: huge Madame Blavatsky series. This
1: whole episode, just a promo for that.
0: (laughs) It really turned into that as I was going through this. (laughs) But there's people who subscribe to the idea that Hitler truly wanted to know whether or not the earth was hollow. And they point to the new Swabia expedition of 1938 to 1939 as proof. At that time, Hitler was actively seeking new territories for resource purposes and strategic advantage, and the Antarctic was one of the few places left on Earth that had not yet been claimed or fully explored. Officially, the expedition's primary objectives were to extend Germany's whaling operations and, like we just said, establish a presence in Antarctica. They did scientific research, including geophysical... Geological and meteorological studies were also a big part of the mission. The expedition left from Hamburg in December of 1938 aboard the MS Schwabenland. And after a month at sea, they arrived in the Antarctic in January of 1939. Over 11,000 photographs were taken, covering an area of about 600,000 square miles. The team discovered and mapped several new mountain ranges and ice-free areas and they set up temporary base camps for research it concluded in february of 1939 and they returned to germany and said to have come back with tons of new information it has been alleged that they found the entrance to the inner earth Mm. that's i don't think that that's a reality what (laughs) (laughs) but i think that there's a solid chance that hitler wanted to rule out its existence was part of that that trip or because Heinrich Himmler Himmler wanted that rolled out okay maybe and then there's theories that he escaped there Himmler no no, Hitler
2: that Himmler killed his whole family himself
0: right? He did not go to the. There's hollow no, Earth. there's no proof of that. <laughs> I think there's pictures. Actually, <laughs> no, those are fake. <laughs> he could do anything with
2: AI. He poisoned his own kids, didn't
3: he?
0: <laughs> there's theories about like them setting up bunkers and stuff. And not even doesn't even have to do with Hollow Earth, but like hmm. setting up bases and like those those research camps that they set up. that yeah, like, yeah. were actually underground bases and things. Hitler's
1: hmm. like, so you're telling me. There's other levels to this earth that I could dominate and take over as well. <laughs>
0: yeah.
1: yeah, let's go check that out. Himmler, go do it. <laughs> Just what the
2: South Pole needs, right? Fucking Nazis. Get the fuck out of here.
1: Well, better them than us, right? <laughs> I guess. Fuck you, South Pole. <clears throat> <laughs> Not us.
2: Not Europe. We they need have, them. They have cruises to Antarctica. I would love to go on one of those. I would someday. do that. It looks so cool. That would be fun. Yeah. That's all, right. all. That's all I got.
0: Go find that pyramid up there. Can you
2: imagine? What's the pyramid? I don't
0: know. There's always those rumors of a ancient pyramid oh. up there.
2: You can go see, like, Shackleton's, like, cabin <sighs> and stuff, right? There's all kinds of those crazy explorers that.
1: I would do all of that. That would be so much fun. Yeah. I think it would be really neat. All right. Cool Down Media first live show. From Antarctica. Antarctica.
0: (laughs) At the pyramid. We're going to find that pyramid. Who's joining us? Who's joining (laughs) us? Open event,
1: no tickets needed. (laughs) We just got to buy a ticket on the cruise.
3: That's right. Yeah.
1: Get on the cruise and come do the live show.
0: (laughs) The final aspect of the Hollow Earth to get into is the logs of Admiral Richard E. Byrd. He was a pioneering American aviator, polar explorer, and organizer of. Polar logistics.
2: This is the most interesting thing of the whole story. It's
0: super interesting. I
2: think. Yeah.
1: It's different. It's a very different, like, cause we're not just telling, like, oh, this is what they believed. Yeah. Like this was more of an experience. There's something strange going on here. Or at least a believed experience. Right. Well, we're we're made to believe it occurred. Sure.
0: He was part of aircraft flights in which he served as a navigator and expedition leader crossing the Atlantic Ocean. A segment of the Arctic Ocean and a segment of the Antarctic Plateau. He's also known for discovering Mount Sidley, the largest dormant volcano in Antarctica. However, during an alleged secret expedition to the Arctic in 1947, Admiral Byrd found the entrance to the inner Earth. What <laughs> did he call Arpel? I don't think he did. He should. Hello.
2: It's Admiral Bird. I'm going. I'm propelling down the entrance to Earth,
1: sir. I don't think that's a good idea.
2: They're fu- they're, they're shooting at me. And Jar Jar Binks is firing his weapon up, up the
1: holes. Y'all are gonna feel real bad when he's a real person and then he comes around and now he's doing like the late night circuit. And you all know, fucking hated on him for years. Was Jar Jar Binks was in like the second trilogy of star Wars that they made the prequel ones, yeah. the prequel, but it was the second trilogy they made like in yes, like modern era. Yes. Not modern early maybe. 2000s. Yeah. I was going to say in, in our lifetimes, <laughs> but I, that wouldn't be fair. <laughs>
0: <laughs> <laughs>
2: so
1: it wasn't going to be a joke. That was legitimately what I was going to say. And I was like, Oh wait, no, <laughs> Did uh-huh. Return of the Jedi come out early '80s? '81. Oh yeah, Oof, that beat us by <laughs> a lot. Oh, yeah. <laughs> Goddamn! Oh, I saw it at the theater. <laughs> oh, oh boy! <laughs> <Ooh-wee>. <laughs> <laughs> and it was
2: fucking awesome. So <laughs> fuck you, you missed out, fella.
1: No early
2: what? '80s cinema.
1: I think I don't know if it was '80s. I don't know if it was my first movie. But I know there's a story when I was a little kid, my dad with some of friends who were like, I guess, family friends visiting and their kids. My dad took us to go see Turner and Hooch.
3: Yeah.
1: And uh, I came home. I was, I don't know, what year was that? Like 89, maybe 90. Yeah, that sounds right. So I was like three, four years old and I get home and I guess I was just in a rotten mood. And like just being real nasty to my mom. And she's like, Michael, what is wrong with you? And I just start bawling. And I'm like, they killed the doggy!" (laughs) And my mom was pissed (laughs) that they took me to a movie where a dog got killed. I never saw that movie. I guess I don't need to watch it now. No, you don't need to. (laughs) Spoiler alert. Dog dead. (laughs) Well, it, it saves a life. It's a whole thing.
0: Yeah, it does save a life.
1: Right? Doesn't it jump in front of a bullet for Turner? Tom Hanks, right? Maybe Mm -hmm. that's where my love of Tom Hanks came from. It was the first movie. Gotta be better
0: than Forrest (laughs)
1: Gump. Hey, he he took a bullet in the ass. So, (laughs) hero as well. Yes, sir. He shot me right in the buttocks. (laughs) One of the multiple times he met the president of the United States, he drank 13 Dr. Peppers. Of course he did. Number one, I wasn't (laughs) hungry. And number two, they was free. I must have drank about 13 Dr.
3: Peppers.
1: (laughs) Anyways, Turner and Hooch have not watched it since, (laughs) and I don't think I want to. Traumatized me. Apparently. Anyways, so that's what I got going on with my therapist.
2: (laughs) (laughs) You got a long road ahead of you, (laughs) (laughs) You're Very damaged.
0: (laughs) The official record of his career doesn't mention a secretive Arctic expedition in 1947. But supporters of the Hollow Earth theory believe that during this undocumented expedition, Bird stumbled upon the entrance to the inner Earth at the North Pole. These claims come from Bird's diary from this expedition. Was logs start out at oh, 0600 hours. Has all his fuel, and he's in the air by 10 minutes. Initially, he talks about some technical issues, like like a fuel issue. The next you know, hour, hour and a half, there's no, no issues. He's just giving routine checks and things like that. But then when you get into his third hour of flight, he starts noticing yellow and reddish colorations to the ice and snow, which made him want to fly down closer. Sure. It's unusual. And as he's getting down, he notices that there's magnetic anomalies happening to his compasses things like that, and he starts to get into some turbulence, which was unexpected because when he gets through these clouds, he's seeing mountains and stuff, and it shouldn't have been mountains. Any. It should have been ice and snow. Hmm. Within that hour, he's all of a sudden flying over green forests, and it's a completely different climate now. Damn. I
1: wonder if that'll be on our Antarctica cruise. <laughs>
0: <laughs> uh, he saw what he... Said was a mammoth, and you know, he was seeing dinosaurs and things like that that were still alive. Is there green, lush valleys and dinosaurs at the North Pole? Well, he went inside, is what we're oh, assuming. Is, we're assuming he's, well, he's inside, inside in, right? already. Right. So the he, Hollow Earth. Yeah. So he flew down to see what those, what the colors I, and the ice I were. understand. That. And he accidentally flew into the it. the entrance, and he was just cruising along. He didn't even realize he went into the entrance until. Everything mm. turned green.
2: That makes more sense. Yeah. Okay.
0: Yeah. So he saw some dinosaurs, a mammoth. He couldn't get a hold of his his base camp.
2: Well, he's underground, to be fair. Verizon doesn't work above ground most of the time.
0: This <laughs> is true.
2: <laughs> Radio's not gonna work underground.
0: My music buffers a lot, mm-hmm. and I'm not happy about it. <laughs> <laughs> so he's as he's flying around. Eventually, he sees a city, which that definitely should not be there, and a UFO flies up to him that has swastikas on the side of it. Hitler was down there. And all of a sudden his plane goes unresponsive. And what he said is a Nordic or Germanic voice told him that he would be safe, but he needed to come with them. And he concludes with saying that he the crew that he observed come out of this UFO after like he was landed and they told him to come with him were tall, blonde hair, very Aryan looking Uh, uh, entities. uh Interesting. Mm -hmm. Does the Nazi party still
1: control the inner earth? (laughs) (laughs) They might. Sure sounds like it. Mm. Like this is an admiral. This is, you know, he looks like a badass dude. The photo, is he's crazy. sitting in the little shack smoking a pipe. If you smoke a pipe, you're already a badass. You got a lot going for you if you smoke a pipe. That is almost all the credentials I ever need in a man. <laughs> so,
2: how did he get out of there? I don't know. He kind of just woke up and he's like, oh,
1: snow again. Mm. 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 Last time I do mushrooms. Mm. <laughs>
2: So like this story made the papers and stuff like all over the world and it sounds like he got to Washington at some point and they're like, Hey, what the fuck are you doing, <laughs> man? <laughs> Shut the fuck they up, put the kibosh on this whole story, and uh because there's that
1: that's it, right? We never hear him speak of it again. That was it. Mm-hmm, he didn't yeah. they wouldn't talk about it anymore. What the fuck
2: was going on up
0: there? Maybe Hitler did find a fucking entrance. Something. And like, we've took it over, like we took over Wernher von Braun and everybody else, yeah, all yeah. the other Nazi scientists we took.
2: Were like, uh, We'll be taking Inner Earth now as part of the peace <laughs> treaty. <laughs> that city underground, that's ours
1: now. We're not going to talk about that yeah. publicly, but that's, <laughs> that's not yeah. ours. New Berlin, no, not anymore.
2: <laughs>
0: Sorry, Adolf.
1: <laughs> hmm.
0: I don't know what to make of this. And the, the map that I sent you guys. Oh, yeah. Um, Let me
2: open the map here.
0: It also, like this map has the central sun, um, and it shows the, this big continent of uh, Agartha, which is part of more uh, hmm. lore that we didn't talk about, but it has to do with um, a lot of Greek mythology and stuff. Okay. The city of Shambhala, which is supposed to be a, you know, a divine city, but you got the central sun there just hanging out.
1: Yeah, Kentucky Mammoth Cave, that's on the map. Nice. Mm. <laughs> because if you look, the orange underneath it are the man-made tunnels under the cave to get to. Oh, yeah. Like, they're also under the, the pyramid of... <clears throat> Entryways. Yeah.
2: I've been to Mammoth Cave. I didn't stumble across this entrance. You didn't know. I did
0: not You're know. not going to
1: find what you're not looking for. I would have looked harder.
0: So, yeah, up at the very top there, you see Admiral Byrd's Flight. That's where he flew in. Oh, yeah. well, he flew right back out, so... Piece the fuck out of there.
2: Hmm. <laughs> Interesting. Well, all right. Is there a large contingent of people that believe that the Earth is hollow these days? I don't think so. Doesn't seem like a movement. We'll like find out with Earth. how many
1: hate comments we
0: get on this uh, episode. So
2: that, that's also true.
0: It fizzled out mm. with the, with uh, science. Well, with the Nazis, that's the last real push for it. Okay. Do you think people who believe in this, Dave, are going to let
1: science get in the way of their theory? Come
0: on. You make a good point. Hmm.
1: Not sure I believe it. Oh, you're not sure? I'm not sure I believe it. (laughs) Hmm. This is one of those ones that I think would be really cool if it was true.
2: The whole hidden entrance thing is really neat as far as stories go. Yeah, for sure. It's like a you know, like a hidden drug tunnel to Mexico or something that they block with an abandoned car or something. You move it. like, oh, look at that tunnel. <laughs> just going down to the yeah, center of the look earth. That. Look at that. <laughs> this is just like a, in the snow, a snowman on top of it. Like look at that. <laughs> you fly down the inner
1: earth. It's all green and plush. It's nice. Pretty huh. neat. That's a world I want to live in. Yeah, exactly. Secret tunnels everywhere. You don't know where the fuck you're gonna end up.
0: I like tunnels. <laughs> <laughs> what led to us doing this was it bird uh, he brought up uh that quiet zone or silent zone area and i saw that somebody linked it to the hollow earth mm. which they really that was just not somebody, really right now somebody just said that <laughs> but <laughs> like well we should just cover yeah, hollow no earth doing a show on <laughs> <laughs> well,
2: we'll talk about the silent zone some other time
0: <laughs> yeah there was a guy in 2002 that got some attention named dallas thompson he was on he did an episode on Coast to Coast with Art mm. Bell. He went on there and did an interview. I don't understand like how this guy got himself onto Art Bell making his claims or, or what, but he, he said that he was gonna set up an expedition to go find this mm. entrance. Like he had a near death experience and uh-huh. he was able to, you know, see where this entrance was. So he was setting up an expedition to go up there and find it. What happened with that? Uh we don't know. He well, just disappeared after the art bell thing. So,
2: He's down there living his best life in yeah. the inner earth.
1: Yeah. He's cool. like, this is the best kept secret. I'm not gonna fucking tell everyone about
0: this. Yeah, he was a one and done. You he never heard anything yeah. of him again.
1: Yeah. Couldn't
2: Admiral Byrd have dropped a pin or something, you know, coordinates.
0: Would have been nice. Where the entrance Bird. was? Nothing was working though, once mm. he got once he got close. That's Sounds like a true. convenient answer. Yeah. Mm approximate
2: coordinates
0: whatever you can search dallas thompson art bell in any podcast app and it'll come up the episodes available okay. yeah it's it's interesting to listen to he's really uh like hyped up to be on he's talking like a million miles an hour it's like yeah. all right you need to calm down <laughs> just answer the questions i'm asking you
1: any other little tidbits or information you found while doing research no
0: no, it's a good teaser to uh the eventual Nazi show.
1: And the silent zone or what was it? The the
0: the, yeah, the Quiet Zone of
1: Silence. Zone of silence. The what's it called? The
2: Mopini Silent Zone or something?
0: Yeah, there's a couple of spots around the world like that. It's pretty neat. I like stuff like that. It's fun. Mm-hmm. I it's so crazy thinking about like with Madame Blavatsky, like the amount of things that she influenced. Yeah. You know. Like the direct line from her nonsensical shit about root races yeah. to six million people being killed. It's crazy. You should
2: do a show on it and tell us about it. Some one of these days I'm <laughs> gonna day. do it. <laughs> one of them. That's a great idea.
1: It's also fun just, to, you know, talk about something that doesn't involve people doing a die.
0: Yeah, because I mean at the end of the day, like whatever, it's just a cool thought. Yeah. And it's cool history to go through.
1: Something to yeah. All right. Well, Dave, what do you got for us on the old Patreon?
2: I have a long list of patrons today. I think maybe there was a reporting glitch with Patreon and <clears throat> maybe some backed up patrons. I don't know. But big lip. maybe people just loved us this week. But uh,
1: we did the OT show, plugging that yeah. Scott Peterson episode. Maybe we talk too much about the goofy stuff we do on Patreon and not the fact that we actually do do real shows on there as well. Mm Including things like Scott Peterson. Yeah, yeah, for sure. Definitely worth checking out, I think. If you enjoy our Sunday shows, there's no reason why you wouldn't enjoy the uh, Patreon. They're great. Mm-hmm. Anyone who tells you differently is lying to you. Yeah. <laughs> Hell, I would sign up. <laughs>
2: <laughs> Thank you to new patrons Matthew Ray, Shane, Jordan Steinberg, Tracy Phillips, Harley Westerlin. Mrs. Hildebrandt's Sugar Baby. Oh, you got competition, Mike.
1: All right. <laughs> they can have her.
2: Ewan Leskar, Caleb Turner, Kristen Langelo, Sad Noodle Maddie, Mike Roofied Me in College. It's oh, a bold statement. That would have taken too much effort. Come on. I'm lazy. <laughs> Ian Doesn't Get Enough Love. Oh, mm-hmm. come on. That's not true. Stop telling tales. He gets lots of love.
0: I feel loved.
2: <laughs> Andy Leskowski, Super Schmegma, the Smelly Savior. I
1: feel like we've heard that name before. Really? <laughs> Andy, welcome back.
2: Tisro, Devin Elhard, Corey Town, Rocky Irian. Rocky Iri- Irian. Sorry, that's a tough spelling there. Colin, JB, and Liz fucks a lot. Sarah Forster, Cindy Samuels, Anna, My Bella 2012, Daisy C, Miss Creeman, <laughs> Pasha Green, Ollie, Amanda, Sunshine Daydream Hurley, Ida Dev, Ben Fad- Ben Faddis, Olivia Brown, Nick Long, Riley, Jacob Collar, Taylor Baggett, Shane Stone, Aaron Lambright, Julie Muse, Joanne Benoit, B, Chris MacArthur, Morgan Myers, Claire Mack, Tanner Wise, Lindsay Giro, Maggie Kenny, Christina, Neurodivergent Hippie, Tomars, Jake Faddis, Camo Croc 614, Josephine Heguinen, Noah offense. Katrina Mascarella, Erica Vincent, William M. Butlicker, <laughs> Mohammed Puteb, Rear Admiral Peter Jackanoff of the USS Rimway.
1: <laughs> oh, here goes that train again.
2: <laughs> That's going to start up. Daniel Rusanowski, Amanda Brewer, Shannon Allen, Kalen Weiserek, James Leithwaite, Jamie Waters, Oysen Coyle. Carolina Blue Eyes, Jen Fraschino, Ryan Robinson, Damien, Anthony DiStefano, Brittany Smith, Ashley Job, Ivy Rap, Dave Smells Like Jeffrey Dahmer's Fridge After a Power Outage. That is absurd. Wow. I they must know you personally. Multiple showers a day, pal. That is very <laughs> inaccurate. <laughs> Kenny Ager, Nicole Kleenan, Susie Mazinski, Sarah Chappelle, Rectum Wrecker Poopy Pants. <laughs> oh my God. Hallie Benegar, Angry Blubber, Jason Woodard, Neo Anderson, Adam Stretton, Tara Burney, Desiree, Adam Stewart, Vanessa Thong Samantheth. Wait, did I get that right? Thong Thongsom Thong Saneth. I don't think I'm pronouncing that right, but. Vanessa thongs some
0: Saneth. That sounds like it could be a joke. Yeah. Like I'm, it's not, a I'm not getting room. it, though.
1: <laughs> Thongsomameth? Thong
2: so man uh,
0: I don't
2: know. Vanessa so mammoth. James Jackson, Tom Brady's throat goat. That's Mike.
1: <laughs>
2: Jen Dooms.
1: I mean, I guess. If Tom Brady needs to
2: suck fucking me off.
1: Tom Brady's cock all the time. He's got more world championships than. <laughs> Every team in the NFL. Come on. You're not going to tell me you're going to pass up on that penis?
2: <laughs> Bernard Clark, Benjamin Henry, Christine Sherry. I'm about to bust on Mike's Necronama butt. Okay. Liz Morse, Fira Five, Dinkin Flicka, Lori Van Ramedonk, Larry Allen, Hannah Poppy, Poolboy Sad Teo. Dr. Hot Dog PhD, <laughs> Margo Schultz, <laughs> Megan Higgins, Jewel Maps, Megan Slosky, Bex Quinlan, Alicia, Amber Brinkman, Tham, Lord Kev, Jamie Green, Irene Gilligan, Megan Wilkerson, Dave's fake profile, please, <laughs> Jasmine Duncan, Jameson Luke, Alexandria Moon, Alicia Latour, Joe1998, Hallie Linz, Gabe Kaplan, Dane Joe, Allie Kogut, and Jennifer. Woo! Thank you so much. Four days New later, patrons.
1: we finished that list. That was a
2: big list. Welcome to the show, guys. Yeah, thank you. What do you got on your end,
0: Ian? Uh, for iTunes, I have one for Ian, Mike, and Dave.
1: Hmm.
0: That's, that's the username.
1: That's us. Oh. <laughs> hey, we did good, guys. Five stars.
0: Danglo Music Man. Mike 8295. Two fucking metal for you. Wow. Two, number two. Oh. Metal, number four, and the oh. letter U. Got Fuck it. Yeah, that guy fucks. <laughs> <laughs> James West. Elver Galarga. Nitty Shishi and Master Wizard sixty nine. Thank mm. you guys for the awesome. <laughs> that <are> was some names <laughs> too.
1: Uh, before I throw it to you, Dave, I got a quick uh, shout out. Thank you to Paul from New Brunswick. Uh, sent me a three D print of an Edmonton Oilers keychain. Thank you very much, pal. Appreciate it. Dave, what do you
2: got? Uh, nothing for the internationals or military, but I do have one uh, makeup on the patrons thank you to dick the cock johnson versus (laughs) bone hose steve austin
1: that was was one that got missed so you missed it or you messed it up i was missed a few weeks ago dick the cock johnson dick the cock johnson versus versus bone hose steve austin all right i guess i would watch
0: that wrestlemania i would check it out for sure yeah i probably just be on but.
1: All right, good stuff. And for those of you that have stuck with us through all of that, you're going to get a little special treat. I don't know if we've ever played it on a Sunday show. Maybe we have. Did we do that on our first Art Bell show? I
0: don't, I don't think, think so. I don't think.
1: But we're going to play the Art Bell clip uh, where he plays the audio of an actual recording of hell. <laughs> So we're going to get to that. Supposedly taken by
2: a Russian scientist or something mm-hmm. from the entrance of that uh, eight-mile hole that we talked about earlier.
1: And Did Russia sleeping. Russia had zero tolerance for tomfoolery, so you know it's true. <laughs> <laughs> so we're going to play that to close us out here in a minute. Just after we remind you that we are on Twitter, Facebook, Instagram, YouTube, at Necronomapod, Amazon.com, search Necronomapod for all of our merch, Patreon.com slash as we told you earlier, for all of our awesome bonus content. All the
2: cool kids are doing it. Well,
1: Obviously. All of the cool kids are doing it. Everyone wants to hear Dave's uh, shitty opinions on the Scott Peterson trial. <laughs>
2: <laughs> you have the same opinions I do. Well, that's
1: that's neither here nor there.
2: <laughs> yeah, and for the record on that, I see a lot of people, oh, I agree with Ian. I never said neither of us said Scott Peterson didn't do it. We questioned whether they had an adequate level of evidence in the trial to get a death penalty conviction and or, you know, a life sentence conviction. We never said we thought he was innocent. So I, I, I'm not sure you guys are listening to what Mike and I had to say in those episodes. I'm not sure any of them were listening
1: because they didn't sign up for Patreon. If they signed up for Patreon, they could hear the full story. We all think he did it. We just had different opinions on the trial and the evidence presented. It's a legal discussion, not a guilt or innocence discussion.
2: Remember, if they can convict Scott on uh, shoddy evidence, then they could do it to you,
1: too. So think about that. The L.A. Innocence Project, Dave. That's right. (laughs) L.A. (laughs) L.A. Innocence Project, not the Innocence Project. Yes. Thank you for clarifying that.
3: Now, I've got a clean copy of it now, and uh, I warn you, uh, this could scare you. Here's the email. Dear Art Bell, I just recently began listening to your radio show and could not believe it when you talked about the sounds from hell tonight. My uncle had told me this story a couple of years ago, and I didn't believe him. Like one of your listeners who discounted the story as nothing more than just a religious newspaper-fabricated account. The story about the digging of the hole and the hearing of the sounds from hell is very real. It did occur in Siberia. My uncle collected videos and audio tapes and so forth on the paranormal, supernatural. He passed away fairly recently. But he would have loved your show. He let me listen to one of the audio tapes that he had on the sounds from hell in Siberia, and I copied it. You received his copy from a friend who worked at the BBC it took me a while to find it tonight but attached is that sound from my uncle's tapes it's not the greatest quality but the sounds are there I was very hesitant to send you this as the sound bothers me to listen to I'd suggest that if you do play it on the program warn listeners in advance so they may have the option of turning the radio off for 30 seconds while it plays. It has always haunted me. To those who discounted the Siberia sounds from Hell's story, it is true, and I, for one, wish it wasn't. Rick, listening from Chicago. And so I submit now the cleaned, uh, a better copy to you, and, uh, I warn you, what you are about to hear is very disturbing indeed. <laughs>